Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. We know you can't get enough of your favorite flavors. Luckily, Kroger Free Pickup makes it easy to grab what you need without any surprise fees. Whether it's extra buns for the barbecue or those chips you just can't quit, start your cart with the Kroger app. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to find out about the broadcast schedule of the Exxon Broadcast Network and when you can listen to the Exxon on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And if you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Exonation, my guest to this hour is Robert Felix. He is a former architect, became uh, vitally interested in the dinosaur extinction in 1991. He spent the next eight years, full time, I might add, researching and writing not by fire but by ice. Felix learned that many magnetic reversals, more than could be mere coincidence, had occurred in sync with both mass extinctions and ice ages. Why did ice ages so often coincide with magnetic reversals, you wondered? He came to the conclusion that the dinosaurs were killed by an ice age triggered by a magnetic reversal and that the next big ice age could begin at any time, any day. 
Today, 29 years later, Robert is more convinced uh, than ever that we are now entering an ice age. His primary website is iceagenow.info, which he started in 1997 to date. It has received more than 46 million hits. Wow. Robert wrote the following uh, follow-up book, Magnetic Reversals and Evolutionary Leaps, in which he challenges Darwin's ideas of slow, stately evolution. Joining me now is Robert Felix. And Robert, welcome back to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. I'm glad to be here. Uh, can you give us a brief overview as to why you think we're headed back to an ice age? And with this hot weather, I would kind of welcome it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but actually, there's a, there's a, a cycle to ice ages. Uh-huh. Um, and what I'm saying is an ice age could begin any day. And when it begins, it will begin with a bang. But what we're talking about in all of these cycles there's a solar retrograde cycle. I learned about this when I was first studying this. And it's about uh, every 180 years or so that uh, uh, Saturn and Jupiter are on the, both on the same side of the sun. Mm-hmm. And they tug on it, and that causes the solar retrograde cycle. Then you double that cycle. About every 360 years, there is a little ice age cycle. Mm-hmm. And then there, you, you multiply that out. There's the Milankovitch cycle. About every 11,500 years, uh, as, you know, as I study the, the geological history, I see that every 11,500 years we have sometimes it's a smaller ice age, sometimes it's a larger one. And then if you stretch that out, every 105,000 years is another cycle. It's called orbital stretch. And what happens is that the sun's orbit around the sun, we always think of it as being a circle. Right. But it actually it's elliptical. And so, th- so that uh, our, our orbit around the sun, sometimes we're closer to the sun, sometimes we're closer. We're farther away, but every 105,000 years, that triggers a larger, larger ice age. And, well, that's the whole point, is that every single one of those cycles is due. Now, I'm not saying it's due tomorrow, hmm. but it could well be. And, and so that's, that's what I'm concerned about. Well, let, let, me, let me ask you this, Rob. Sure. When did the last ice age actually end? Well, it was approximately, okay, there was a bigger one uh, uh-huh. that started about 23,000 years ago. Okay. That, that, that stuck around for about 6,000 years. I mean, so when they hit, <laughs> they're not going to be over tomorrow. But I can see uh, that. What had happened, and, and one of the ways that scientists can tell this is they, they look at sea levels is that, that uh, during an ice age, you know, most of Canada, um, even where you are, <laughs> uh, most of Canada is covered by one to two miles of ice, straight up. Um, and, it, and it extends down into the United States. But, but then, then that ice builds up and builds up and builds up. And so it, it reached its major extent about 18,000 years ago. 
Mm-hmm. Then it started melting again and melting again, and then about 11,500 years ago, 12,000 years ago, wham, we went into another ice age. Uh, that wasn't this big, but it was the one that killed the mammoths, so that's big enough. It sure is. Uh, so, and, and then we have been warming up ever since ever since 11,500 years ago, essentially. So, so whenever mm-hmm. I hear people talk about global warming, well, of course it is. Uh, that's what it does after an ice age ends but uh, we're due for the next one any day and I just hate to see people get blindsided by this so what about global warming how does this figure into the entire scenario you you said that this is what happens after an ice age but if my memory serves me correct going back into school days many years ago and contrary to public belief, I did not go to school with Fred Flintstone. So let's get that right out of the way right now. But, you know, uh, there wasn't the industry in the world without the, the carbon uh, problems, the carbon emissions that we're seeing today, the hole in the ozone layer. Do they play a contributing factor into the speed of which the next ice age is going to hit us, as well as the next ice age's magnitude? No, I think that I don't think that they have anything to do. Really, eh? Well, for one thing, I don't think that uh, our emissions, our carbon dioxide emissions, maybe the other emissions, but yeah. our carbon dioxide emissions have nothing whatsoever to do with global warming. Uh, the fact is, the CO two rises at a different rate than the temperature rises. The the there's just no scientific correlation. It just drives me nuts to, to see people trying to correlate CO2 yeah. with global warming. It's not there. This global warming, you know, I, I agree there's global warming, sure. but it's a, it's a natural cycle. It's, it's just, it's not caused by humans as far as I'm concerned. What's it caused by? It's caused by the sun. Uh, the sun, uh, for a while here, in the last 20 years, the sun has been the most active that it had been in the thousand years. Mm-hmm. And and now we're looking at the, the activity on the sun slowing down. And so, of course, we're going to be seeing uh, things cool down. Um, and the other part of it is, and you mentioned in my biography, but... The other part of it is magnetic reversals. Now, before I started writing the book, I, I hate to say this, but I had re- never realized that there had ever been such a thing as a magnetic reversal mm-hmm. on Earth. I just didn't get it. Now, you know, for people who aren't sure what I'm talking about, it's, it's a magnetic reversal is a time when, in the past, when compasses would have pointed toward, toward the Antarctica instead of toward the Arctic. So are you talking about a polar shift? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I'm not. Now, some people think a polar shift is being that the, the Earth turns upside down. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm talking about. As far as I can tell, the Earth still remains oriented the way it is. Right. It's just that, that compasses change direction. Is that the magnetic field itself? But if the magnetic moves. field changes, wouldn't that mean that any electronics that we have now would be totally useless since all our electronics are geared to the magnetic field as it is now? 
That would be my guess. Yeah. Yes. All right, Robert, stand by. Yeah, we have to take our first break, so please stand by. Exo Nation, our guest this hour, very interesting gentleman. His name is Robert Felix. His website is www.iceagenow.info. That's iceagenow.info. And uh, when we come back from this commercial break, we'll be joining Robert again, talking about this very interesting subject. You know, uh, here we are in the middle of a heat wave. And I'll tell you something, I don't want an ice age. I would just like to be back in the 70s, you know, 71, 72. But I guess if we have an ice age coming, hey, I shouldn't be complaining, should I? Also, I'd like to thank everyone who went to xzoneradiotv.com and downloaded the interview that I did last night with my good friend and uh, fellow host here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Kevin Randall, who's the host of A Different Perspective. As we both discussed, uh, the arrest of Jan Harzan, the executive, uh, executive director, or the former executive director of MUFON. Once again, you can go and uh, listen to that uh, interview we did simply by going to exxonradiotv.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with Robert Felix. Don't go away. Info, uh, Robert. Before we went to the break, we were just uh, getting to start to talk about the the magnetic reversal, and that would be when south, uh, the magnetic north. I would imagine would be at what we consider the magnetic south right now. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Now, how would this affect the orbit of the Earth? Because it's the orbit of the Earth that maintains this magnetic field, as far as I understand. Well, what I think is, you know, the our, our orbit around the sun, mm-hmm. and there's all sorts of things that are going on. <coughs> Excuse me. Sure. But one of them is called precession, precession of the equinoxes. And what that has to do, if I can pick, paint a picture in words. Somehow, sure, please. Right now, the, you know, north and south pole uh, is, is that the, our... The Earth is tilted, believe it or not, away from true north and south. Right. And right now the Earth is tilted 23 and a half degrees away from north and south. Mm-hmm. And so if you put if you put but if you put a uh, stick all the way through the Earth, and we're talking a long stick, you know, 93 million miles long or whatever it is, but 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 that stick would point right now toward the pole star toward Polaris. But our axis of rotation, we rotate around that, our axis of rotation slowly makes a circle so that it's, it's moving around and around and around. And 11,500 years ago, uh, from now, it will point toward the star Vega. And, and then it keeps on moving around and around and around. And 11,500 years from then, it will point back toward the star Polaris. Hmm. So that is what I see is it's, it's connected to the magnetic reversals. And I think what happens as we, we hit the halfway point is that we have a magnetic reversal. I don't know how that happens. I just know that it correlates. So that 
every 11,500 years, we have that magnetic reversal. There's electric currents shooting through the ground, and, and uh, earthquake activity increases tremendously. Is, Volcanic activity continues, goes up tremendously, and we have an ice age. Is there any evidence that there has been in the past a, a magnetic reversal? Oh, Lord, yes. The, the Earth, scientists figure that the Earth has, has been pointing toward the south mm -hmm. instead of the north at least half of history. So this is absolutely nothing no, new at all. Wow. But it's the, now the idea, some uh, purists, I guess, will tell you that the last magnetic reversal was 780,000 years ago at the, the uh, matayuma Brunes magnetic reversal. But that's, they're talking about a full magnetic reversal. And what they've failed to talk about and a lot of scientists don't want to talk about it or don't know about it, mm -hmm. but there's, there are magnetic excursions that show up in the, in the record. 11,500 years ago was the Gothenburg magnetic uh, excursion, and that's when the mammoths went extinct and, and the, oh, the, the, the mastodons, the dire, the great dire wolf. There were so many animals that went extinct. Then, right. then there was a Mono Lake magnetic reversal of 23,500 years ago. That was a, a European forest elephant went extinct, and there was an ice age, a big ice age, 33,000 years ago. The Lake Mungo magnetic excursion, the Neanderthal went extinct. Uh, the Blake magnetic reversal. Oh, oh, There's, I can just name. Okay, can you, name. all right. You just said the Neanderthal went extinct. If the Neanderthal went extinct, how come we're here now? Well, we were we were on uh, we were around at the same time they were. Well, and why we... is it that they went extinct and we didn't? Yeah. I do not know. I, I cannot answer that. Well, I, I weren't, didn't we... Nobody's e asked me that one before. Didn't we <laughs> evolve from the Neanderthal? Weren't we part of the evolutionary changes that happened at that time? Oh, no. We've been around. We've, we've been around. I think the Neanderthal showed up somewhere, and somebody will probably correct me on this, but I think the Neanderthal showed up about... 115,000 years ago at the Blake My good Lord. Yeah. And then disappeared at the, uh, at the uh, 33,500 year ago on the Lake Mungo reversal. No, but I think we humans, as we call ourselves, uh, have been around a lot longer than the Neanderthal. Pretty sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of that. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm sure there were other people wondering the exact same thing because many people believe that we evolved from the Neanderthals. And if we evolved from the Neanderthals, then once we have progressed to this part of our evolution, then the Neanderthals would no longer be around. So that's why I asked you for the clarity, and thank you for that. Oh, no, that's good. No, I, But I think if, uh, you know... I, I, I know I've had my DNA tested, uh, yeah. not my DNA, but you know the the, the ancestry yeah, thing, yeah. and and uh, nobody ever said there was a, a Neanderthal in my background. <laughs> so okay, no. So as I know, we're totally separate. 
Now, you also mentioned that the solar activity, uh, uh, you know, the sun's activity, is part of the cycle between the, the ice age that is imminent, in your opinion, uh, to, the, to where we are now, global warming, to use that phrase. So does yeah. this mean the sun runs hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, triggering this effect on Earth? Part of it, it would be the, that cycle. But okay. no, the other, uh, the sun is part of it. And the sun is certainly why I think we'll be going into a little ice age pretty soon, even if there's not a big one, uh, because sunspots are now at the lowest that they've been in something like 200 years. And the last time sunspot activity was this low mm -hmm. was in the early 1600s. There was a time for about 60 to 80 years when scientists were not able to observe any sunspots on the sun. And that was the time of the Little Ice Age when, when glaciers started creeping out of the, the Alps. And there were, we, they know that for sure because there were some farmers who had to petition for lower taxes because their fields were covered with ice. Mm. Uh, so anyway, that was a time of very low sunspot, sunspot activity, and now we are in another such time, the first time since then. So that, I think, is almost automatically guaranteeing that we're headed into a little ice age. But I fear the big one, too. In, in your opinion, what will be the difference between the little ice age compared to the biggie? Well, the Little Ice Age would only last for 60 to 100 years. <laughs> the big one will last for 6,000 years. Either way, I'm not going to see the end of it. Yeah, uh, that makes two of but us, now, one of the things, one of the things about global warming, mm -hmm. by the way, um, is that, that NASA and, and the various scientific organizations, I think there's a a systematic uh, deceit going on here. But what they're, they're using is they are combining land-based temperatures with ocean-based temperatures. And I don't think that's fair because oceans, the oceans are being heated, I believe, by underwater volcanic activity. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the big things in my book. You know, is, is when I started the, writing the book, this was a lot of years ago, Right. But scientists at that time thought there were about 10,000 underwater volcanoes in the entire world. Mm -hmm. So that was in 1991. Right. 1993, they, they discovered another 1,100 uh, underwater volcanoes off the coast of Easter Island. So they, they increased the supply of underwater volcanoes by, what, by 10%. So that, they thought that was then about 11,000 underwater volcanoes in total that was in 1993 now nasa admits that there may be three million Whoa. underwater volcanoes now not all of those under they they consider them active if they've been active within the last 300 years so which which geologically is no time at all right those underwater volcanoes pump lava into the sea mm -hmm. that is 2100 degrees hot that's that's in fahrenheit i'm not sure how that 
calculates out to Celsius, but very hot. Degrees. Yeah. I mean, that's that's ten times a boiling point. You don't need to know Celsius that's or right. Fahrenheit for that one. Robert, we have to take our point. news break at the bottom of the hour. Please stand by. Great talking to you. Super discussion. Welcome back, everyone. My guest this hour is Robert Felix. His website is iceagenow.info. That's iceagenow.info. Robert, in your opinion, what caused the dinosaurs to kind of disappear? A lot of people believe it was because of a meteor strike in the parts of uh, Central America. How does that fix with you? Well, when I first started studying this, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I believe, too. Uh, yeah, you're talking about uh, uh, supposedly a meteor struck in the Yucatan Peninsula. Right. Um, and uh, they called it the Chicxulub, which stands for Tale of the Devil. Uh, but, but anyway... First, before that happened, there were before before that decision was made that that's what caused it. There were uh, uh, research vessels from the Mexican oil company Pemex, and they found traces which in what they thought at first was volcanic activity. Now it's hard to be sh- sure of what happened there because. The Chicxulub crater is a half a mile below the, the surface of the ocean, so it's not something you just you know just climb down there on a Sunday afternoon and, and check out. Right. But uh, anyway, a lot of what the Pemex scientists found pointed to a giant volcanic explosion, and I am I am still inclined to believe that those Mexican scientists, those Mexican oil drillers were right to begin with is I think it was caused by a giant volcanic explosion which would have been triggered by the, the magnetic reversal. So that's where I'm differing with a, a lot of the, the, the experts is is I don't I don't agree with the, the meteor thing. You know mm-hmm. everything that happens on this earth, if they can't explain it, they blame it on a meteor. And you know, 11,500 years ago, I was saying that, that we had a, uh, an ice age and we had a magnetic reversal. Uh, well, at the same time, there was that extinction. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of scientists, I hate to say this, but a lot of scientists who were saying, oh, that, that short-based uh, ice age was caused by a meteor. Uh, it's just... I don't. I don't agree. I don't, don't think it was it. caused by a meteor. No. If there so is, if there is a magnetic reversal on planet Earth caused by the uh, the the sun and the precession of the equinox, right? Does yes. would the other planets within the solar system also have reversal of their planetary magnetic fields? That is a great question and that is a question that I can't answer you know I've been interviewed a, long, a lot of times yeah. and nobody has ever thought to ask me that question I do not know hmm. the answer to that question 
Um, well, what, my reasoning. So I guess we better move on to the next one. <laughs> no, no. I just like to. I just like to share with you my reasoning because maybe yeah. maybe it will allow you to kind of come up with a a, a plausible answer. Because if yeah. the sun if the sun is cooling and uh, heating, cooling and heating, and we're the third planet in the solar system from the sun, it would only stand to reason unless it's something very unique within the core of the Earth that is affected, because we, have, we know that we have a certain uh, gravitational mass here. Other planets, okay, I... you know, have, have, you know, apparently the further you go, the heavier the, the gravitational pull is. So I was just wondering that if this is happening on Earth, you know, how do we know it hasn't happened on other planets? And when we look at Mars, is this possible? Why today, even though scientists believe at one time there was life on Mars, that there is no life on Mars now? Well, I, uh, you know, I'm just thinking off the top of yeah. my head, but I'm thinking that that I correlate this on Earth with precession of the equinoxes. Mm -hmm. So I guess my first question would be is do these other planets that we're talking about do they have their own precession because things precess all the time sure. top you know the best way i can des des describe that is if you've ever twirled one of those play tops that you twirl up and then it twirls and twirls and twirls yes. around yeah. that that top never stays straight up and down it always is tilted that's a little right bit, yeah and it also curves now i do not know whether other planets have precession mm -hmm. and if they do okay i'm going to go out on a limb and make a prediction if they do have precession right and if they, and if they also have a magnetic field uh then i'm gonna i'm going to guess that that magnetic field reverses in sync with their perception. Okay, so let's Both take it. Those are big let's now. take it one step further. If this reversal occurs throughout our solar system, it is then possible and feasible that the same occurs in other uh, solar solar systems throughout the universe, throughout the Milky Way, and so on. Sure. What would happen if? One solar system is in the negative, uh, uh, let's say, the, uh, the reversal stage going from positive to negative, and another one is going from negative to positive, and these two electromagnetic fields meet in space. Well, I don't think our I don't think our solar system goes from negative to positive. I well, no, no, I'm Earth. talking I'm talking about right? the electromagnetic. So, yeah, I'm talking other about planets the planets would do it, but yeah. I don't think any I don't think any of them would do, be doing it simultaneously. Oh, okay, all right. Let's move on from the magnetic uh, reversals and talk about okay. something really cool here. Um, the the glaciers the glaciers are melting. Is yeah. this a sign of of an ice age? Because I would think that if an ice age is coming, the last thing to melt would be the glaciers. Well, that is uh, that was something a little bit hard for me to answer at first. Yeah. You know, I've been to, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of the, the Athabasca Glacier, mm -hmm. uh, north of Calgary. Yep. North of, uh, yes, okay, well, I've been there, and it is indeed melting. Yeah. Look at Greenland. But when you go, 
Yes, but when you go there, and mm-hmm. I've, I've actually been there on tour, you see the the ancient stumps of forests that used to be there. And, right. of course, everybody says that's global warming. Yeah. But don't those ancient stumps mean that it used to be warmer than it is today? Yes, they do. You know, I've been to the the Mendenhall Glacier in Juneau, Alaska, right. and again, it's melting. But but ancient tree forests are being exposed. That means that it was warmer back then than it is today. Well, are they so not? Are they not reporting record record temperatures in the uh, in the Arctic? Yes, they are right yeah. now. I think that has to to do with. Uh, and I'm not completely up to date on this, but what I do have to do, I think that has to do is the with the um, uh, sunspot cycle, mm-hmm. is it's changing, it's changing circulation in the north. Uh, but I think we will soon see that changing the other way, quite drastically. So we're going. We're, so if so, where it is cold now, it will be warm, and where it's warm now, it will be cold. Is this the Basic no, I, essentially, if and, if and if anybody wants to look on my website, down toward the left bottom of the page, mm-hmm. I have a map there that shows where the the glaciers extended to in the United States. They uh, most of Canada was covered. Um, surprisingly, Alaska was not covered. Uh, surprisingly, Alaska would be a good place to most of Alaska would be a good place to live during an ice age. Very surprising to me, but I think it's because of the the heat from mm-hmm. the Pacific Ocean. But uh, uh, I forget where I'm going with this. Now. Um, <laughs> can you redo the question? <laughs> I went off track myself. Uh, all right. What I was saying is, if uh, if Hold on here. Let me let me just uh, think where where we where we were going because now you've got me off on track. Okay, we were talking ab- about the 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 change of temperature that uh, you know where. Uh, it, the, hello. Okay. Yeah. Look at my map, uh, and then this coming winter, look at where the the snowstorms go, and you're going to see that the that the uh, jet stream. Yeah. Takes those snowstorms south into the United States, all almost identical to the map that I put on on my website from 11,500 years ago. Wow! So uh, the so to me the sunspot cycle mm-hmm. is changing the the meridian flow, and it's changing the jet stream, and so it's sending that those, those storms further south, but it is amazing how closely it matches that map from 11,500 years ago. My friend, please stand by. We've got to take our final break. And ExoNation, you can find more about the Ice Age that is imminent by going to our guest's website. It's had over 46 million hits, and that is, that is phenomenal. 
His website is iceagenow.info. Iceagenow.info. My guest is the one and only Robert Felix. And we'll both be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can always uh, find out about the scheduling we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network by visiting www.xzbn.net. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. And welcome back, everyone. Robert Felix is my special guest this hour. I've, I've had a thoroughly enjoyable hour with, uh, with our guest this hour. Very interesting gentleman. He's got a great website. Visit it, www.iceagenow.info. That's iceagenow.info. First of all, Robert, before we go anywhere, I'd like to thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule for joining us. You have a great website filled with great information. And uh, you and I were talking off air that you're going to be coming back in the near future because we have so much more to discuss in this great topic that, that you have dedicated so much of your life to. And we thank you for that. Thank you. I'm um, glad to be here. Well, that's great. You know, um, my wife and I were just talking the other day about when we were kids. And, you know, it would seem that come December the 1st, there would be snow banks all over the place. Snow was high. And, you know, you had... It was just great being a kid. Like, you know, I was a tall kid back then. I'm six foot five now, and back then I was about five foot eleven, and I used to shovel my parents' driveway, and it took me a good heave to toss the snow over the uh, the drifts that were building up. And yet, when you look at what's happening today, like, I think I had used a snowblower once on my driveway this year. Is this all part of of what you are looking at and what is part of the formula when we look at the ice age that's coming? Well, the, you're saying that, and yet there have been times, you know, remember the uh, ice storm in Montreal back in, what was it, 97 or 99? Yeah, yeah, but that, um, that you know, that's 10 years yeah. ago. But since then, there's the weather patterns and the winter patterns are, are so different. My mom and dad live in Montreal. And uh, we were just, you know, they were talking during the Christmas holidays when we had the family here that there's there's next to no snow. And I know that my yep. wife and I drove down to Montreal about four years ago, and it was like a fall day, you know, no snow at Christmas. Well, you know, I can agree with that. But, yeah. you know, um, one of the things I write about in the book is about the mammoths. Mm -hmm. and, and what I talk about is nine stories of snow a day. Wow. Uh, but, but some of the mammoths, you know, mammoths are still being uncovered in, in Siberia yep. now, mm -hmm. even now as, as, as the, that, melts, so that ice melts away. Right. And, and, I mean, some scientists estimate that there's still a million mammoths left in the ice. But some of those mammoths, and I'm right about in the book, some of those mammoths have been found with fresh food still in their mouths. 
Now, obviously, a mammoth is pretty big. I yes. mean, if anybody's been to the British, uh, the Royal British Museum in in Victoria, B.C., it's wonderful to see that huge mammoth that they have, they've they've got there. But it was warm enough. That means warm enough and enough food growing around the, their area that millions of mammoths were able to find enough food to eat. But would that and then not have all of a sudden they yeah. were covered with ice, and so I I think yeah. that we're being, you know, we can be blindsided by this. When it comes, it will come in a hurry, and and, and again, I think part of it has to do with the fact that the sun has was has been the most active in a thousand years. Yes, uh, up until about ten years ago, but it takes a while for the ocean and for everything to to translate that into what's actually happening on earth on land but i i I do worry you know i i moved from uh from the seattle area to texas last year because i do believe in what i'm saying uh but unfortunately as we speak it's like 98 degrees which is not exactly an ice age right but um so I can't give you the exact date, but I think we're headed there. Could this be the calm before the storm? It could be, I think. And the thing is, you know, people say, don't worry about it. You know, ice ages take thousands of years for the glaciers to bulldoze out of the north. But that is not how ice ages begin. Ice ages begin with huge amounts of snowfall that just doesn't have time to melt in the, in the uh, summer. And there are areas of the world right now, I, I forget, I just posted about one about three weeks ago, but there are areas, oh, I think it's um, uh, it's going to the Sun uh, Road in, in Montana, mm-hmm. at Glacier National Park, that some of those areas, they're afraid the, sun, the snow is going to, not going to melt this summer. So I see it happening in some areas right now. Not in yours, but but I see it happening in some areas right now. Yeah. And part of this is, you know, I, again, I go back to, to our magnetic reversal. Right. You know, prior to a magnetic reversal, the Earth's magnetic field of strength starts declining more and more rapidly until it gets down to about 10%, and then it flips. Well, when I wrote the book, our magnetic field strength was declining 5% every hundred years. That was in 1997. Now, according to NASA, our magnetic field strength is declining 5% per decade. Not 5% every hundred years, but 5% per decade, which to me means it's 10 times faster than we thought just 20 years ago. So that, to me, means that we're headed into a magnetic reversal. That, to me, means we're going to be seeing more and more volcanic activity, more and more earthquake activity. And as that volcanic activity increases, we're going to have cooler skies. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the underwater volcanoes are going to be heating the seas. And warmer seas and colder skies, to me, is a recipe for disaster. It certainly is, because what you've got is you've got the perfect uh, mix of a perfect storm with uh, precipitation that is going to be Instead of rain coming down, you're going to have snow, and you're going to have this constant cycle going on. 
Yes, and I see it yeah. already starting to happen. I mean, that's why that's why we're seeing global warming is because it's heating in the oceans. Yeah. The temperature on the land is already starting to go down. Well, look at how the many temperature in the oceans still going up. Well, look at how many different species of fish are coming up on the shores dead. You know, I guess I'm not aware of that. I'm yes. not aware of that. Yeah, there there are there are there are reports from around the world of different species of fish that are just flooding beaches that are dead. Well, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if, if that that could be, because the, the next time you see a, they talk about global warming, sometimes they will have a map showing you where the warming is taking place, yep. and notice that it's taking place in the oceans, not on land. They don't say it in words. You have to look at the map, and then you realize where it's happening. Well, they've always said a picture's worth a thousand words, so I, this is a perfect example <laughs> of that, isn't it, my friend? Yes. Yes, it is. Robert, in your opinion, and I've got about three minutes left, what okay. should people do to prepare themselves for the imminence of this new ice age? Well, part of my belief is that is that uh, a little bit of food on the side saved right. up, uh, because... And I, and I do not sell food on my website, so I just want to be clear about that. But uh, just to, to give you a chance to survive some of them, because I, before we're totally covered with ice, I, mean, I think mm -hmm. we'll be having times when there's power outages, more and more of those. Definitely. Uh, but there's only a certain number of things you can do. You know, I've had people ask me that for years, and... For me, my choice was to was to move a little bit south. Now, one thing to be aware of is the entire world does not get covered by ice, and the old the whole world does not get colder. Uh, during the last ice age, uh, Miami was probably only about three or four degrees colder than it is right now. The tropics and the subtropics, the temperatures would have been almost identical to today. So. That's one thing to be aware of. Is Robert, I've got a quick. World I've got a. I've got a quick question for you because we're running out of time very fast here. Um, is it is it possible that one of the ice ages? Because I'm sure when the ice melts, does it melt right away or is it slow? Could it cause a major flood during the melting, or would this just be like the glaciers melting as we see them now, with the sea levels rising at a Great. steady pace? Great question. One of one of the chapters of my book is mm -hmm. actually called Noah's Deluge. Bingo, that's about what I 11, was getting to. Yep. That's... About 11,500 yep. years ago, there were huge floods around the world, yeah. huge floods down the St. Lawrence, which you're very close to, right? Yes, sir. I mean, I, yeah, they were huge floods that poured into the Atlantic Ocean 11,500 years ago. There were huge floods on, on the West Coast. They said that Water poured into the Gulf of, of, of uh, Mexico fast that some mm -hmm. trees were actually pickled in the briny water. Wow. So, yes, very, very good question and a, and a, a very yes to your question. Yes, it happens. Robert, you and I have to say so long for tonight, but I do want to have you back in the very near future because uh, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I think you've done an excellent job doing your research over eight years. And uh, I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the X-Zone. So until then, my friend, thank you for all you do. And for you and your family, please stay safe during these pandemic times. 
Thank you so much, Rob. You take care now. And XO Nation, if you'd like to get more information about our guest this hour, visit his site that has been visited over 46 million times. Wow, that's impressive. People only go back to a site if they're interested, if it's important, if they can gain information, and if they can learn. www.iceagenow.info iceagenow.info I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Niagara, Ontario. (music) 